0: the 12 Saturdays podcast. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Tori Brecht here with uh, Joel Krausauer and uh, Joel. We got ourselves a, a really special and fun guest this week uh, to such an extent that you're going to do a little burn, a little midnight oil and do some late night editing, right? Yeah. We're going to
1: edit this thing tonight, get it up for, for Wednesday. Hopefully you're listening to this on Wednesday We're we've now officially become a maybe two episode a week podcast this uh, week. We're going to have two episodes. We'll do our standard prediction where we talk about the game upcoming Saturday. Uh, that'll come on Friday. We'll have Todd Brommel camp from KGYM, uh, 1600 in Cedar Rapids, but we officially are now a certified Hawkeye podcast. We were, we're officially Higgins. We are thrilled <laughs> to have all the way from Indianapolis, Indiana, Roy Higgins, the third, the father of Iowa middle linebacker and uh Butkus award, semifinalist. uh, uh, Jay Higgins. Roy, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, no problem, man. I appreciate you. How much about you all asking me to be on tonight? Well, it's it's fun for us in the, the real world of social media. As bad as it is, there are some opportunities for, you know, folks like yourself who don't live in Iowa. You don't live in Iowa City, but a huge part of your life is there and has been there for our five years. And it's kind of your way to interact with the fans and and for us to get to know the personalities of the people that we root for on Saturdays, what has been your just experience overall, generally speaking, is just being a parent of a Big Ten athlete? Uh, it's just, just exciting, rewarding, um,
2: especially when you've been there for the stages uh, that comes along to get to this process, to this point rather.
0: Um, it's just rewarding, just
2: exciting and rewarding.
0: You know, Roy, it was funny. I was uh, looking at some old articles written about uh, you and Jay uh, around the time that he was getting recruited. And, you know, I'd kind of forgotten that, you know, Iowa was kind of his uh, first and only at the time that probably would have been more later uh, P5 offer. And, and, you know, he really wanted to jump at it. And one thing that struck me out, there's a really nice article about a a prayer circle thing that you guys had. And one of his buddies telling him that he knew uh, he couldn't wait till he uh, made it to the NFL because whatever he put his mind to, he was going to get. And looking back, you know, three-star recruit, you know, undersized linebacker, uh, had to wait his time out. Um, what is it about your son that that makes people just believe that if he sets out to do something, that's what he's going to do? Uh, he,
2: he's just, I don't know, he's he's, he's just Jay. He's just really, can't explain it. He's a natural-born leader. Um, he, he's very focused. Um, has a high football iq and his personality i would say most likely his personality he's got a unique uh personality and uh, the way he interacts with people as you've
1: been able to to his journey is one i'm i'm a former coach and i and i've been around a lot of walk-ons and a lot of guys who have kind of been that underdog story well now we're in the realm of the transfer portal where the underdog story doesn't seem to uh, come to fruition as often because guys cut and run. And sometimes it's for the right reason. Sometimes it's the right thing to do It's the right choice, but your son and your family have been lauded greatly this season about the perseverance, the, the, the recognition that there's been opportunities still ahead at Iowa. Um, how has that journey, you know, helped bond your family together? Because there have been many times where, you know, a Jay Higgins would find himself to a Miami of Ohio or to an Indiana or Purdue, maybe a place where he could see the field a little bit faster and a little bit closer to home. What was it that that kept everybody so rooted and believing in the Iowa program?
2: Well, just just the way our family is set up and just uh, the the culture of our family to, to be faithful, to be loyal. Um, so those kind of characteristics spill over into Jay and you know what he does and what, what he's involved in. So you know, like um, you know, you be if we see the potential and um it's give and take, you know, like um, Coach Seth Wallace said, um, in the recruiting process, um, they seen something in Jay and Jay seen something in them speaking of Iowa. So, so it's, it's, it's mutual and it's, it's, it's been, um, a two-way, uh, street here. Um, but knowing that, um, Jay was, had like one par five offer at first and others would, come um, after Iowa initiated, but. You know, he was, he was a real focus on. Iowa. Yeah, no, and I,
0: I think that's one of the reasons there's such that um, mutual affection, I think, between Iowa fans and, and uh, a guy like Jay, not only sticking with them in the recruiting process, but then, you know, through having to sit behind some really freaking good players, too. Um, Kind of <laughs> switching gears a little bit to you, Roy. Um. You're kind of a minor celebrity now here in Iowa, at least from a social media standpoint and around the tailgates and stuff. Did you ever see that happening?
2: <laughs> I, I just know I love people and, and, and I just you know, I just like having fun being around people and you know, just I guess <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna blow up like this, you know, but now we're here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always said um, you know. I'm going to be myself no matter where I'm at, no matter where I'm at. I don't care the culture of wherever their culture is. I'm going to be me. And, um, I got that from my dad. My dad taught me how to, uh, be myself in any setting, any situation. And he's, uh, instilled confidence in me. And I've instilled it in my children as well.
0: Well, well, we're hoping to see a, a nice, unique outfit when you come walking out on Kinnick. Uh, what, what are your thoughts going into walking out on on Kinnick? That's going to be a trip, huh?
2: Oh uh, yeah, that yeah, that's going to be bittersweet for me. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've um yeah, when they first posted it, I got kind of emotional. I think um, they tweeted the it was senior uh, day and time and this and that, and I really got to think about it. Then um today Dave Campbell, uh, Jack Campbell's dad, he didn't help by uh texting me today uh talking to me about, you know, the experiences that he had and, you know, what he's been through and he told me that it was going to be emotional and how he was proud of uh, he was of me and Jay and my family and stuff like that. Um so, I kind of like that, you know, um having somebody who's at where um, my family is on the way to, same way with Jack. Jack is at where um, Jay's potentially on his way to. It was that's, that's a good feeling.
1: Well, and it, obviously Jack Campbell's career finished with as high as you can finish as a linebacker, winning the Butkus Award. But he had a similar journey to Jay. There weren't a lot of colleges recruiting Jack Campbell to play football at the Power Five level, and Iowa saw him and Iowa, you know, identify that, you know, you, how much of a relationship do you guys as a family have with Kirk Ferentz, Phil Parker? I mean, how, how because it seems like they are so skilled at identifying good people. You hear Kirk talk about it week in and week out uh, at his press conferences. When they talk about someone's athletic accolades, the first thing they go at is that they're, you know, good family, good people first. How how has that relationship grown between your family and and the coaching staff?
2: It, it's, I think, it's just their their genuineness. Um, it all started with the um, recruiting process with uh, coach Calvin Bell. Um, his, his approach, his um, his approach, his communication with uh me and my wife and Jay, um, the way he does things. Uh, coach Ferris always talks about doing things the right way. Uh, Calvin Bell, he started out the right way. Um, I would be at work and he would call and you know, he would ask me like what are your thoughts on Jay? Do you think that this would be a good fit for Jay? And you know, just just, just all kind of stuff. But it started with Coach Bell. Um, then met Coach Wallace um, at a visit. Um, and just, you know, he was talking to me. And you could just tell even when we was in Coach Ferris' office uh, for the first time, uh, me, Jay, and my wife, Coach Wallace, and we talked, and by the time we left out of Coach Ferris office, uh, we were we was all in tears because <laughs> yeah. we just knew that it, it was a fit, you know what I mean. And just because it's a fit does not mean that um, you're excluded from the work ethic part of it, you know, but we've seen the potential. Uh, Jay came from rebuff. Uh, Jesuit here in Indianapolis. And um, as, you know, his mom looked at it, she said, this is basically Iowa University is a large uh, rebuff Jesuit. So all the educational piece was a match. Just, just everything, everything matched. Everything was a smooth transition. And, um, you know, met Coach Parker and he, he he. Coach Parker. When I first got there, we had an orientation, and um, I was on a I was on a text. I think I was talking to uh, Sean Bach with a uh, two four seven, and I, I really didn't know who Coach Parker was. So I was sitting there and I was texting. I think Sean Bach, and uh, Coach Parker got behind me and said, "Who are you talking to?" <laughs> I said, "I'm talking to uh, Sean Bach. I'm talking to two four seven or something." He's like, "Oh, okay, okay," and I looked at uh. Somebody at the table. I was like, who is this guy? It was like that's Phil Parker. I said, Oh, okay, I'm, I'm talking to him. <laughs> Yeah, so it was funny. So I, yeah, this the with the coaches, I have a bond with the coaches, all the coaches.
0: Yeah, even Man, though, I don't know. I, I look at I look at I look at Phil Parker on the sideline and he intimidates me. I I don't know about meeting him in person. <laughs>
1: I, uh, my first encounter with Phil was at the Iowa Coaches Conference, and I'll be a short story, but it was the night that Ali farouk Manesh beat Michigan State, when you and I beat Michigan State right. uh, in the NCAA basketball tournament. And the whole, every coach in Iowa at this <laughs> clinic is rooting their heart out for you and I. I'm standing next to the TV watching it. Coach Ference is on my left. Coach Parker's on my right. Kirk is pump, fist pumping every time you and I makes a basket and Phil just goes to Kirk, Kirk, I'm standing right here. You know, where I graduated college, right? He's like, I'm i I'm a Spartan. You guys are all just rubbing this in my face. He was so mad that night. It was, it was a very funny first encounter with Phil Parker. Well, uh, with um, you know, and Jay, we, we may get another year. He, he, he was, he, uh, he mentioned today that he's just going to make that decision when the decision needs to be made. I appreciated his focus on what's in front of him, but there's been a lot of history, you know, and young in his career is when what was arguably one of the most challenging and controversial times of Iowa football's modern history. And that was the racial disparity allegations that came out, uh, during the, you know, also during the tumult of, of COVID-19, um, what was it like for your family uh, during that time? Because that was that was a challenging time, and, and times are still challenging for our country. But as just in, internally, as a football program, as a family, how did you guys work through all of those and make the decisions you needed to make?
2: Well, I'm not I'm not trying to be real churchy, but we're 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 a family of faith and um, prayer. Um, of course, you know we we've heard about everything, uh, that was going on. Um, it was like, when we were in, introduced to Iowa, like it was going on, everything was hot. So I, I went in with, the, um, with the focus on prayer. Um, my dad taught me to, to treat people, how, um, they treat you, you know, you can't go off of everything that you heard, not discrediting that, uh, some of the things that took place were not true at all. But, uh, what, We wanted to do was just to go in and um, fill everything out and just, you know, take, treat people how they treat us and just see for ourselves. And um, so I organized a prayer circle there at Peterson um, Freshman Dorm and had a lot of parents and players in a circle. And I said, you know, let's, 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 in spite of whatever's going on, let's, let's bring unity during this time and let's, you know, bring peace during this time of and you know, fusion at the time, and so um, we have got in a prayer circle and we prayed and you know we just patient and just prayed and asked God just bless our city just just bring peace to this place right now you know that's we we prayed our way through and you know here we are
0: in twenty twenty four. Well, you know, and sometimes a reckoning has to happen. The, the fact that people could talk and, and through such tough issues and, and, you know, Kurt Ferentz himself admitted that he had blind spots, you know, and we all do. We all have blind spots in our lives okay. all the time. And so, you know, do you feel like things have um, that kind of maybe air got cleared? Things are there's a little bit more open communication on that kind of third rail topic now?
2: I believe so i've actually i've i've seen it like i've i've witnessed the the, the shift from from a parent standpoint um and from a social media standpoint from what I've seen now don't i i'm not naive uh to personal views and persuasions or beliefs at all but um for the most part um i think um Unity has been presented well, and I think our, our coaching staff uh, made some tough decisions uh, to help um, move that forward and to um, reinforce to parents and recruits that this is not the hour that they talk about, and if it is, this is the hours they're talking about. As me being the head coach, I'm going to do something about it to um, make – um, new recruits and new families feel welcome and straighten out anything that's not straight. And I believe that's what he did. In
1: his favorite words of moving forward. <laughs> yes, and you, and you don't have to hesitate getting churchy here. I'm actually a the the church uh, music director of music ministry at the Catholic Church in my town. So I'm I'm okay. I'm in. I spend a lot of time in the sanctuary uh, on Saturday and Sunday. All right. Uh, sure that's all. Making sure that's all in line. So. Uh, I really appreciate that perspective. That's see that that's the glimpse that Tori, I none of us really in the fan base really have access to. And that's that's great to to hear your your perspective on that. Well, and
0: you know, touching on that, Joel, I, and the, to, to turn to a more uh, joyous topic, um positivity, that's kind of your whole your whole thing, Roy. And I and love you for it. Able to handle it on the whole on on Twitter or X or whatever we call it now. Um, you know, You've been kind of lucky in that Jay plays on the side of the ball that everybody loves, <laughs> uh, been a rough year on the offense, a lot of other things, a lot of outside noise. Uh, how, how do you, how do you personally stay so positive?
2: I, I, man, I, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's the love of Jesus Christ that's in <laughs> me and it just, it just comes out, you know, I'm I'm not saying I'm no super saint or, Nothing like that, but it's all based off my relationship with my Lord and Savior, and and God is love, and I love people, and uh, most of the time, I'm trying to exhilarate love for others, and it just happens. You know, my my mom got a beautiful mother, kind spirit, sweet woman of God, uh, come from a good family. My dad, hardworking man, uh, built my confidence up, built my self-esteem up. Uh, told me that I was able to run through a brick wall, even when um, knowing I couldn't run through a brick wall, but by him telling me that instilled values in me and built my confidence up. And so I've passed those things down to my children. And Jay um, is one result of it. My my daughter's, she's strong. My daughter, she's real strong too. Um, and she's gleaned from our family. And this is that's my
1: DNA of who I am. It has to be really fun, as because it's fun for us as fans. It's got to be even more fun as a fan who also is personally emotionally invested on the defensive side of the ball to see them just come and put the fire out, game after game, series after series. They just answer the call. How how high off the ground did you jump in Wrigley Field? Uh, on that that four-down stop on the goal line with Jay really bowing (laughs) his neck and blowing things up. Man, that
2: Cowboy hat, (laughs) I think it it went up in the air and it came down. I think it went back up in the air. I mean, I just was so excited. You know, one time, okay. (laughs) Girl, they're going to score two times, three times. Okay, they're going to kick a field goal four times and you don't get in that's phil parker defense
0: <laughs> and then that they opened up a whole the one. underworld too during it that was the crazy exactly. part of that giant hole in the in the ground <laughs> yeah
2: i, I was I, I was a proud pop on that yeah I really it was, was
1: it's like out of a sports movie like it was that kind of a series like it felt like it was out of a sports movie yeah it was nuts so. I felt like I
2: had on a helmet and I shot the gap doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I I look at that video often. I do. I I go back and look at that. Uh, I got it. um, I I watched it. I was like, "Wow!"
1: And as a former defensive lineman, too, I'm just like, "Ooh, that's that's the worst spot to be in in that situation." Because the guy whose face mask is in the dirt is that defensive tackle who's just crawled his way through and just letting everybody else make their play. But that's team defense. That's what's so exciting about watching these guys play is they, when Quinn Schulte has his interception, Jay and Cooper DeGene, I think, were happier than Quinn was. It was nuts watching those guys celebrate with with each other. And like
2: Jay talks about all the time, I mean, on that third down stand, everybody on the defense done their job. Everybody, the, Nick Jackson got double teamed. Um, just, just everybody. The the linemen shifted the correct way in the gaps. It was, it was just like
0: textbook Phil <laughs> <Bill> Parker defense. <laughs> so, since positivity has been our theme tonight, um, you know, a lot of teams you would see where where the there's such a disparity between the you know statistical performance of the defense and offense. Maybe some finger pointing, maybe some grumbling. I I don't sense that at all with this team. Did do, do the defensive guys do, do are they annoyed when the offense goes three and out, or or how are they hanging in and staying positive with them? The, the, them guys they, they're so keyed
2: and and locked in on one accord as 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 a team. You know, they, they don't look at stuff uh maybe as some of us like football guys look at it, like, Oh man, the offense. Oh man. The defense. I mean, they look at team, you know, they, you can tell by the way they play that, you know, wherever the weak link is the three phases, special teams, offensive defense, whatever weak link shows up, the stronger will make up the difference. It's like it's your the- five, like your five senses, you know, Maybe you you can't see, but you can hear more. Something else will kick in and be extra to make up the difference for your lack of. And that's what that that defense does.
1: It is the, it's the fraternal order of the sideline. And it's truly one of the most sacred and best things about the game of football. I played five sports growing up. Football is unlike any other in that regard when it's right. And I think that's one of the beautiful things I think sometimes we can take for granted as a fan base and I'll I'll consider myself, I've been a fan since 1982. I was born in 81, but 1982 was kind of, (laughs) I probably became a Hawkeye fan. Uh, But it's just, you, you, you take for granted that as long as Kirk Ferentz has been there, there's for the most part been a team that's unified and a team that believes in one another and a team that fights for one another and a coach that, Gives literally his blood, sweat, and his tears weekly for his team. What's it like as a father to see emotional Kirk in an interview or those pictures of him in the locker room? Because um, you know the man, you know the man better than any of us do. Um, it gets my blood fired up. I wanna, I wanna run through a brick wall for that man. I can only imagine that you have a similar, a similar affection.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's 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 just the epitome of a man that has passion for the program and for the young man he is responsible for. And to watch it all unfold, it all comes out at the same time. That's when you have those emotions. When you see all of what you put into something and when you see them put out of what you put into, then. It's a mixture of, uh, of satisfaction, gratefulness, and joy. And with those three words, uh, emotions can just easily
1: fall right in. Yeah, it is you guys are putting you you've you've trusted that coaching staff, this university, with one of your most valuable possessions. And it's it's I I'm I have a 12-year-old and oh, that's my oldest, so I've got some time before I'm someone else has that wheel but it's it's impressive to see how these young men you know seem to all kind of come out the ones who last the ones who who buy in they come out with some of the similar characteristics and maybe they have those characteristics going in i'm not sure that's a that's an interesting
0: hypothesis yeah definitely a chicken or egg thing on on that um so Tell me a little bit about uh, the the travel and and going every week to to the home games how how what's sort of the how what's sort of the uh, Higgins family plan for for game weeks? Uh, game game weeks on friday i'm i'm I'm
2: dialed in I'm locked in i'm 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 ready to go Friday evening. I like to get to Iowa City so I can be settled down, you know, be calm, settled down. Locked in like I'm playing a game. <laughs> you know, want to want to be there. Don't want to have to fight traffic and this and that. So you know, I will get in on Friday and then wake up and um, I start tweeting on Friday once I get there. Sometime when I'm on the way, you know, then all I'm gonna say on Twitter X, Iowa City, I'm home. You know, I love being in Iowa City, and it just you know just starts snowballing that. That Kinnick experience, that um Iowa football fanship uh
1: just starts rolling some Friday, every Friday. <laughs> it's you know, it's something I grew up going. Uh my parents spent season tickets since the late seventies. So it's I literally grew up in the stadium. I always joke, people grew up in a tree stand in Iowa hunting deer. I grew up in the north end zone. Yeah. So that's that's how my family spent the weekends. And it's <laughs> uh, you know. I didn't even think about it today, but they were talking about it a little bit during Kirk's press conference. The last week, the last home game was Jay's last swarm out of the tunnel. You know, the senior down senior day, they come out uh on their own without the swarm. So oh. what that's uh that hit but how much when that that entrance when you see thirty four Higgins on the back, and the, he's leading that group of men out what does that that's got to be surreal it it, it, it definitely is it, it,
2: it i i just be at all every time i, I just be at all and i'll be grateful and i reminisce on um the road he took to get there to be in that position i i reminisce the sacrifices that my wife has made to uh allow him to be there to, to get to that point, you know, nurturing him and, and to, you know, to, to be the head of my family and to, to see all of that unfold and to see my son, you know, which was my flag football quarterback. (laughs) And I've, I've coached him all the way, all the way, all the way. I've seen him, you know, develop. He, continue to go higher and higher and to see him lock arms with other like-minded young men is um, powerful. Not only in just playing the game of football, but, but, but socially his connections um, that he has with um, Nick Jackson, Deontay Craig, Tyler Fisher, all, all of his team, um, how they interact outside of football and to see them, Take a whole week of hard work and practice, and Saturday showtime, lock arms and swarm out there in unity.
1: Powerful. It, it's Powerful interesting! It, it's so cool to hear you say that group of four too. Just I know those are probably the first four that just came to your head. Nick Jackson, East Coast guy, transfer from Virginia, the new guy to the group. Deontay and Jay, both from the Indianapolis area. And then Kyler Fisher, I know Kyler Fisher's hometown. My wife's not from far. She's from close by there. It sounds like 500 people. Like to have <laughs> yeah. to have that amalgamation of personality and stuff, that's yeah. what's so beautiful about college football, to have guys yeah. from all these different walks of life. I I lived with a guy in, in a small college who was from Brooklyn, New York. It was yeah. a complete culture shock when he came to Sioux City, <laughs> Iowa. But it's just, it's so neat to hear that, that experience still matters. It's your, it's, college is really your first chance. You get to make some of these relationships for people who are from nowhere near where you grew up. And that's it's such an amazing thing. I think it's a part of the collegiate athlete experience we take for granted and don't even think about nearly enough.
0: Well, and Joel, you know, to touch on that, I, and I like hearing that from the standpoint that, you know, in the age of NIL and transfers and the money and all of that stuff, You know, at the end of the day, the vast majority of these kids are getting a college experience and and all of that the way it has been for years and years. So, yeah, it's refreshing to hear that, Roy, and we really appreciate, um, you know, you taking the time out to kind of share some of your experiences and stuff with us. Um, You know, I was going to say, you know, Joel and I always sign off from this podcast with a, a certain way. But One we, last qu- this part out, Joel, because I think I, admit- I
2: got technical difficulties because I can't see my screen. I can't see you all no more. Oh, no.
1: But we can, you- can still hear you. So you're good. We can still okay. hear you. All right. Okay, good. Um, but but so- I, will ask, I want to ask one question before we get to the signature sign-off from Roy. Right. right. How awesome is it going to be? And I'm going to be in the affirmative, not passive. How awesome is it going to be when Iowa wins on Saturday against Illinois and clinches Jay's second trip to Indianapolis for the Big Ten championship game in his home city, you guys get one last. Well, hope maybe maybe next year, whatever. But for for the current world, at least one last chance to to play in the Lucas Oil Stadium, uh, where you, a stadium you grew up in the shadows of. It's gonna be
2: so awesome. <laughs> I'm already anticipating that. I, you know, I I, I'm, I don't have no tackles on the football team, so I can anticipate it. I'm not <laughs> locked in on Illinois one game by one game. I'm going to be honest. I'm looking forward <laughs> to Lucas Oil Stadium. I want to play as though I'm playing. I want to see what our defense does against the East. Yeah. I'm very confident. I, I want to see this. I really do. I'm anticipating seeing what Iowa defense can do with this East.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, we, if you if you're you're in it to play the best teams, you know, you don't want to duck them. You want to measure up, and you know, it, it, we you have win, win, but we exactly yeah. our offense is capable. Our yeah. special teams is
2: capable. I want to see three-phase football in that Big Ten championship because I believe it's coming.
0: Well, they definitely took a, a positive step forward against Rutgers. I mean that that last week oh, was yeah. was just a great game, and I I was very excited about the uh, the atmosphere too. You know, oh, yeah. there's, there's been like a, like we mentioned a little negativity, grousing here and there, but at the end of the day, the guys and, and women that still come to Kinnick are bringing in every week.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's normal. That's normal. You can't please everybody. That's <laughs> normal. And you got to realize that if they can do it better, put your son out there. Right? You go down there and put on a helmet and you you throw the ball. or You tackle somebody if you can do it better.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's some people in uh, my section that I wouldn't mind you having coming over and uh, giving a little lesson to, Roy, but we'll, uh, we'll do yeah, that at some other time. time.
2: It's football. It's football. It's like, that's, that's,
0: that's how it is. That's how it is. Game.
2: Call, 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 call. Seven well,
0: times. That's what I was going to say. As, as, yeah. uh, as Joel said, right at the outset, we want to respect your time. So we're going to sign off here pretty soon, but all right. So again, Roy, thank you so much for taking the time out, sharing your experiences with us. We are very excited to, uh, See how things unfold with uh, Jay not only at the Illinois game, the rest of this season in Indy, in the bowl game that we're also going to win, but also when he goes to the NFL. So um, yes. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna take us right out the the way we always end the show with a on Iowa go Hawks,
2: hawk 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 hawk. hawk. So we We're We're Higgin eyes, man. Thank hey, you. Hey, don't forget, that son of mine is certified. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Roy, thanks Thank so you. much. I right. right. really Thank appreciate you. it.